all day long out in Olive Hill, West Virginia, excuse me, Kentucky, and the region as we take a look at our temperatures. We make it all the way up to Friday. So it is going to be a very hot day as we move into Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday only get hotter. So we'll be talking about that in our 70 forecast. Here's a look at our future cast right now. You can see those conditions out in the east potentially holding one or two more raindrops throughout the afternoon hours, but for the most part, we are going to be rain-free today, and as we move into tonight, storm-free, which is yeah. good because everybody yeah, last night got plenty of that action coming their way. As you move towards Friday, you can see we're basically yeah. cloud-free and certainly rain-free, and we're going to stay that way all the way up until it looks like Sunday night. So, here's our food yeah. for augmented reality forecast conditions for today. Sky's brightening, rain not yeah. in place, so we're looking good today <laughs> and moving into tonight, although it's going to be a little bit of a toasty one out there. At least there's not going to be all too bad of conditions. And of course, we've got Jackson County Fair going on tomorrow as well. If you're going to be heading out there or anything outside, morning hours are looking good. It's going to get hot towards the afternoon. We'll be dealing with 90s, get ready to sweat, but you can still have a fun time out at the fair. And then we move towards the evening where we start cooling down with clear skies still in the forecast. Uh, but it's only going to be, you know, that temporary evening cool down because we have two to three more hot days coming our way after today, and then hopefully with storms moving in the forecast as we move into next week, that, that will at least give us a break from the heat. For you the that, Drew, thank you very much, sir. Well, injured oil and gas worker, result? I got it. It's time to get on the air. Will you get on the air for a little bit? Tell the news be back in a moment. We'll just pause it. No, you can't. It'll, it'll be just fine. Retiring. Chief Bentley will stay on the job until September 30th. He's been with the Pikeville Fire Department for 28 years, served as chief since 2018. And they said, thanks to his help with the design and securing funding, the city is going to be getting some new fire trucks and ambulances in the coming year. The search for a new fire chief is going to begin immediately. Yeah, search for our afternoon forecast is up now with Drew. Yep, and your search is going to lead you to a hot spot, so be prepared for it. We have heat coming our way, if not later this afternoon, starting to get to you. Well, you're certainly going to feel it as we move into the weekend ahead. Right now, a little extra cloud covered to the south, and even a few 
little drizzle spots that looks like out near Summersville, Fayetteville could cool you down temporarily, um, but eventually these clouds will be pushing on the forecast. These showers will be settling down, and we have plenty of dry air coming our way in the northwest, which will be uh, hopefully clearing us out, but that also means we will be warming up to right around the 90-degree mark with humidity outside. It's going to be a real warm summer day out there not dangerously hot but we could get close to it as we move into the weekend ahead one thing that is helping us out a little bit out there is again cloud cover and we also do have no matter if you're north or south a little bit of a breeze outside in our forecast so coming up we are having another hot one out there but clear skies will continue into tonight and there won't be any storms to worry about like we had last night just some puddle jumping that's left over from last night thank you sir we still had everything more expensive out from food to gas. But is it a good time to buy a house? We'll look into the housing market next. And in an accident, don't sign anything. For 175 years, the Ohio Education Association has been proud to lead the way for great public schools for every child. Our members, our teachers, professors, bus drivers, school nurses, and more. And we believe and our students, but we need your help. Ohio needs more educators of every background, race, and gender. Our kids need to see themselves in their curriculum and at the front of their classrooms. We need you to join us. Become an educator. dip and demand a major about face from all those recent real estate bidding wars. Is it enough though to give buyers a second chance at a home that they can actually afford? Emily Akita has the story. Anyone shopping for a home in the last few years has seen it firsthand. U.S. home sales going from hot to ridiculous. All cash offers, bidding wars, inspection contingencies waived. Now in places like Boise, Idaho, those days appear to be over. We've gone from hours on market to potentially six months. Realtor Shauna Pendleton says potential buyers are concerned about the future. Inflation, gas prices, I mean, just everything happening in our world is causing people, just buyers, to be very nervous, very hesitant. 
The same dynamic has taken place in other regions that experienced pandemic booms, like Salt Lake City, Denver, and Seattle. The National Association of Realtors says home sales are down 21% since January. Economists say that's not a bad thing. Lower price growth in housing is absolutely healthier. Uh, it's a more sustainable market. It is generally better for shoppers to find that good match. So what's the problem? Interest rates for home mortgages are up and could be going higher. The current national average for a 30-year fix is above 5.5%. That's up from a low of 2.65% in January 2021. If you're thinking about buying a house, what should you do right now? Well, if you're actively shopping and you feel like you could be ready to go soon, locking a mortgage rate right now is probably not a bad idea. That's because if inflation continues to rise, the Federal Reserve will likely raise the interest rate that banks can charge each other, which in turn will likely influence mortgage rates. But experts say it's unlikely even a recession will lead to the type of crash in home values we went through in the late 2000s. The home prices still looks to be on a solid footing. Uh, fortunately, we don't have those funny, risky mortgages that was present uh, 10 years ago during the subprime lending foreclosure crisis. For now, potential buyers like Rachel Payne are pressing pause on their search, hoping home ownership becomes a little more attainable in the near future. We just have to think something's got to change, whether it is you know, prices decrease a little bit. If interest rates stay the same, we're kind of okay with that. Um, as first-time home buyers, it's like the down payment is like the biggest thing for us. Well, the price being passed on to renters, also not very good. Rent on the rise again, hitting another record in June. The national median rent, now $1,876 a month. That came out from Realtor.com. Well, after the break, a uh, new report says West Virginia's state insect could be extinct soon. Here's also going to be in the final look at your afternoon forecast for today. Hi, we're Brown Landscape Management. Be sure to give us a for 175 years, the Ohio Education Association has been proud to lead the way for great public schools for every child. Our members, our teachers, professors, bus drivers, school nurses, and more. And we believe and our students, but we need your help. Ohio needs more educators of every background, race, and gender. Our kids need to see themselves in their curriculum and at the front of their classrooms. We need you to join us. Become an educator. Welcome Unlimited the Verizon for solo $30. Catch live local streaming TV, free at Viewit.com or on the Viewit app. Stream content from your favorite stations here and across the country. Plus, watch exclusive events and original programming all in one place from your favorite device. Keep up to date with what's happening in your community with news, weather, prep sports, and more. In today's Living Right, here's what you should do to up your workout routine. Search View It in your app store and download for free today.
actually getting closer to extinction. Today, scientists put the iconic orange and black insect on the endangered list because of its quickly dwindling numbers. The International Union for the Conservation of Nature says that the butterfly is just two steps from being extinct. You don't see them around like you used to. The group estimates that the population of monarch butterflies in North America has declined 70% over the last 10 years and is down 85 to 95% since the 1990s. You hate to hear that. I used to love as a kid going out on the farm and trying to catch butterflies. On a day like today, yep. though, you might be sweating it out if you're out there for a little bit trying to do it. Oh, yeah. No, I got plenty of scrapes trying to catch butterflies yeah. as a kid. But uh, this would be an afternoon where I wouldn't be butterfly catching. I'd be poolside. Catching rays. Yeah, yeah, catch rays. As we take a look at forecast right now, the rays are easier to catch off north. But that just means the southern locations with that extra cloud cover are staying a little bit cooler at the moment. Won't be staying cool for too much longer, although you're in the 70s right now. We'll all be hitting right about the 90-degree mark later this afternoon. So as we prepared for plenty of heat uh, we are at least good to go for tonight no storms really in our forecast and then we increase that heat as we move into tomorrow getting the 92 and then even 95 by the weekend sure thanks very much appreciate it thanks for being with us this afternoon we hope to see you back here tomorrow have a great afternoon now it's time for multi-fast at Haddad Riverfront Acceptable, uh, and we need to push back against that as much as we possibly can. And this is just the first step. Thank you so much to the, the many members of the Texas legislature who are here, who have fought hard and who I know are ready to fight even harder this next session to try to push back uh, against the anti-abortion bills that have been uh, pushed through the Texas legislature. Thank you so much to my council colleagues who are also here uh, standing in support, the unanimous passage of the Grace Act. Uh, thank you to all the nonprofit organizations and the advocates who helped us with the uh, promotion, the, the drafting. Uh, so many people have to come together to make something like this happen. And I'm just deeply grateful to all those involved. And, I, and, and I'll, I'll pass it over to her right now, but I also have to thank um, Council Member Vanessa Fuentes and her fight back, fight back.
we're going to keep coming with more resolutions to make sure that Austin is as safe and protective of abortion rights and reproductive rights as they can possibly be. Councilmember Fuentes. Let's give it up for passing the Grace Act. Good afternoon, my name is Vanessa Fuentes, Austin City Councilwoman representing Southeast Austin. Today we're putting in the work and we're fighting back for reproductive freedoms. We're fighting back for Austinites. Our actions today will shape the future of Austin and position us as a local government willing to go on the offensive. But make no mistake, there will be some Texas GOP, who will not hesitate to try and delegitimize de today's progress, nor will they stop at our reproductive freedoms. They've already spent decades chipping away at our most fundamental rights, and they won't give up so easily. But then again, neither will we. When they attack our bodily autonomy, we will fight back. When they go after trans rights and marriage equality, we will fight back. Even though we are in this dark time of the country, in our country, there is one promise that I can make. There are more of us than there are of them. And this isn't just about protecting Austinites. It's about creating a national movement. As my colleague just mentioned, there are other cities throughout the country, different states who are fighting back at the local level to protect our constituents. And we'll continue to build that movement and we'll continue to do that hard work. And while our federal government continues to stay idle, it's up to us to put in the work and do everything possible to protect the communities that we care and represent. Thank you. Good afternoon. I am Austin City Council Member Paige Ellis, and I am proud to represent District 8 in Southwest Austin. In a state with a high maternal mortality rate, lack of sex education, contraceptives, lack of access to health care, little access to parental leave, a failing foster care system, can't keep the lights on, but easy to access an AR-15, the idea that outlawing abortion care as an aspect of being pro-life is simply not true. It is about controlling the lives and livelihoods of women, trans men, non-binary and intersex folks, and other people. As a 38-year-old newly married woman, I don't know that I want to start a family in Texas because doing so can be a threat to my own health. We are already seeing the stories of pregnant people fleeing Texas to secure abortion in another state, causing them to miss work, to miss out on pay, to miss time with the families and the responsibilities that they already have. I don't know that I would want to start a business in Texas if this is how my employees would access health care. When we passed my resolution to provide amicus brief support after the passage of SB8, we asked the business community to be publicly vocal in opposition to this law the way that they have been in opposition to laws the legislature passed that disenfranchised voters. At the time, no one stepped forward, but now the moment is here. We are seeing businesses boldly step up for their employees. Let me be clear, abortion is healthcare. And we need leaders at all levels of government from the city council to the state legislature, to the governor's mansion and to the white house to stand with our constituents who overwhelmingly support people having access to abortion.
Good afternoon. I'm Councilmember Kathy Chovo. I have the privilege of representing City Council District 9 and am also um, very grateful to my colleagues for bringing these measures forward and really grateful to those who came today, who emailed or who called or who came down to council today to stand up for reproductive freedom. Um, my mother was a lifelong Republican and she was also a very strong supporter of abortion access. And as a teen, I remember once asking her about that and she described in her response, she described to me um, why. She was a nurse and early in her career, she worked in a hospital prior to the passage of, of um, the Roe v. Wade decision. And my mother described for me the night when she and others tried to save the life of a woman who had um, tried to give herself an abortion with a wire hanger. Never again, my mother said, should we be in a situation in this country where women do not have the right to access a medically safe, legal abortion. Every woman should have a right to make that choice for herself. You know, I don't think my mom could have imagined a country, a world in which abortion became illegal again. And I know I sure never did either. Um, abortion is healthcare. People who get pregnant must have access to medically safe abortions. Each of us has a right to bodily autonomy and the Supreme Court, this Supreme Court just got it wrong. Our city council, as, as all of you know, has a long history of supporting reproductive freedom, reproductive rights, and we're gonna continue to fight back against our state and against any kinds of federal action. We're going to do what we can at the local level to help those who need assistance and help them seek abortion care without fear of retribution. As I listened to the testimony this morning of the many folks who came out to talk, um, several of whom shared their personal stories, I couldn't help but think of Sarah Weddington, who, as, as you know, argued the Roe v. Wade decision when she was newly out of law school. Sarah Weddington passed away six months before that final decision. She was not a person who minced words or held back, and I believe that she would tell us where she here today not to give up. I know she believed in Austin, in the power of our community. And were she here, I believe she would urge us to continue this work of coming together, doing what we need to do to protect health and bodily autonomy, and to do as I know we will do in Austin, to continue to raise our voices for change and for justice. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Councilmember Tovo, and, and thank you, Mayor and colleagues, for all the work on the bills we passed today, the four different resolutions. Thanks for bringing these measures and for jumping on these issues so quickly. And thank you to all who are here today out of concern for the radical action the U.S. Supreme Court took just weeks ago. SCOTUS, in effect, has robbed women of autonomy. Robbed women of autonomy as equal beings in the eyes of the law. That's not just radical. It's not just unprecedented. It's contemptible. And it cannot be allowed to stand. In Dobbs v. Jackson, the Supreme Court of the United States made the unprecedented move of striking down a fundamental constitutional right, a constitutional right that 
that protects women as equal citizens. Without that protection, there is nothing constraining the Texas legislature, which has become the dictator of forced births. A fetus is a cluster of cells with a potential of life. The Texas legislature says that potential for life is so important that it matters more than the health and safety of an actual live person, the person carrying the fetus. But if that is true, then why is there so much neglect by the state in terms of providing support and services during pregnancy and in particular in the years after birth? Why is the state not spending its time and resources figuring out how to give parents and children what they need to have safe and productive lives? The city of Austin is doing everything we can. That's why, that's what makes it so clear that this really is about controlling women. It's about controlling women and our bodies. No one is forcing anyone to have an abortion, but the state is going to force mm -hmm. women to give birth. One already in progress. In Texas, as just happened in Ohio, the government will force an 11-year-old child who has been raped to carry a child when her body is really not even mature enough to handle a pregnancy. Last September, Governor Abbott said the solution to all this was to put a stop to rape. How's that going so far? So, Austin, here's what I want the people of Austin to know. While the Texas legislature uses its time and resources to create a regime of forced birth, I am so proud and grateful that in Austin, we will not be terrorizing doctors or subjugating women. And I stand four square on that proposition in support of you and your right to make your own healthcare reproductive choices. Thank you. I think I'm handing to the mayor. Let me pass over to Anne first. Councilmember Kitchen. Thank you. Um, my name is Councilmember um, Ann Kitchen, District 5. I just want to add my voice uh, to thank my uh, colleagues and Councilmember Vela for bringing the GRACE Act. It is a fundamental act, and I'm proud that we all passed it um, today. Um, for me, it's pretty simple. Uh, this is a matter of health care, and it's a matter of equity. The decision about whether to bear a child or to access abortion is a personal, it's complex, it is a difficult decision. The state has no right, the state has no right to dictate to women, to their healthcare providers, to their families, what that decision should be. It is a complex, very personal situation with so many different circumstances involved. And so for me, I've spent my life working with Planned Parenthood, working on access to healthcare, working on access to LARC and other contraceptions. 
And I am proud to be part of this effort. It is the least we can do at the city is to stand up and say no, to stand up and say no state, you don't have the right to dictate to women and their families and their healthcare providers this very important, difficult and personal decision. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, this is this has gotten to the point where, you know, the Republican administration in this state has gone crazy. There's, I mean, they come and lie and lie. They continue lying to us about everything. They come out and say that we're going to take care of these children. We know they're, they're lying about that. I've been here. I'm, I'm 72 years old and I've seen what has happened here in the state of Texas. You know, we fought hard just to to end segregation. And then we had to fight even harder to just have mixed marriage. I mean, if I was Mexican, I could not marry a white or a black. You know, and that's, this is what this, this state has been all this time. And when people say we want to go back, <laughs> you, I can tell you what going back to, and that's living in a, in a segregated town and, in a, and being poor all your life with a second level, second grade type, lower class type education. And that's what this state has done to us, you know, and now they're trying to do, take away the rights of, of females. I mean, this is just a, one big lie that they keep telling us over and over that we'll take care of you, just like they took care of all these mental ill persons that, that are homeless out on the street. And that's how they take care of